America on the television because I want to see the always uncomfortable George Stephanopoulos interviewing the bachelor couple because oh. <laughs> and having to pretend he gives a crap. The former White House <laughs> chief, uh, what was he? He was, a, he was well, the he, senior advisor to President Clinton. Well, he spent his life, you know, he got Bill Clinton elected. Yeah. Um, and then he, you know, he gets $20 million a year to interview the bachelor. And, Why did you change your mind? He asks, being given a card because he has no idea what he's talking about. Um, also was, coming up, the, the, the Attorney General of the United States, Jeff Sessions, 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, will be announcing the lawsuit against the state of California. Uh, I will break it down for you during the next segment so you know what the hell is uh, happening, who's suing whom and why. I like to remember that you're normal people and you don't follow all this the way we do because we do it for a living. So this guy, Trey Gowdy, he's a congressman and um, he has emerged to me as a, as, a, as a voice of reason, somebody I can trust. Mostly I trust him because he regularly goes against the grain. And uh, like everybody will be howling in the Republican Party that you can't trust the, you know, Robert Mueller. And he'll say, no, Mueller's a good guy. You can trust him. Yeah. Um, Even as Trey Gowdy is unmistakably uh, conservative. No doubt. I mean, he clearly has opinions. Yeah. But he's not a running with the herd guy. Definitely not. And for him to come out yesterday and say, we need another special counsel to more or less look at the other stuff that's going on. Yeah. Um, well, and one more feather in his cap, if I might. The one thing I really like about Trey Gowdy is he's not running for re-election. And if you read between the lines of the explanations for why, he's essentially saying Washington is stupid. Stupid and dysfunctional, and I've had enough of it. Because he's a rising political star. And he said to hell with it. So he went on TV yesterday to explain this. Because that's special counsel. That, that all, almost always ends up being a really big deal. They find all kinds of stuff, and stuff gets crazy. But here, oh, yeah. here's how it went. Chairman Gowdy, your letter states, matters have arisen. What's changed? Um, what changed for me was the knowledge that there are two dozen witnesses that Michael Horowitz, the inspector general, would not have access to. So your options are DOJ investigated themselves. They can't do that because of conflict of interest. Let the inspector general do it. Now, I'm a big fan of Mike Horowitz, but he has no jurisdiction over witnesses that have either left the department or never worked there. So when I counted up 24 witnesses that he would not be able to access were he to investigate it, yeah, only one conclusion, that's special counsel. And it's all about the FISA court and uh, what information they were given or not given and how they made their decision to start listening in on people's phone calls and reading their emails. And that's right. an important issue, uh, me as a libertarian, of when the government gets to start spying on its own citizens. Yeah, you read my mind. I was just going to say, particularly for our progressive friends, I'm, you know, I, I have sympathy with a lot of Donald Trump's policies, but I've said some terrible things about them about him and stand by them. Uh, so it's not about Trump to me. It's about a, a system wherein our our civil liberties can be threatened by a uh, a, a, sh- a shady rubber stampy court. That says, yeah, suspend the Constitution for that guy and everybody he knows. And that's not good. Oh, my God. Imagine if, a like, uh, here you And again, this is uh, for my progressive friends. You got uh, Pence as the president and Jeff Sessions as the vice president. And they can pretty much get anybody spied on they want going through the FISA court. You don't want that. So I just like making sure they're minding their P's and Q's. They're behind the curtain. Having two of these special counsels going at once, Mueller doing his thing, this other one, if the attorney general says sure, mm-hmm. doing their thing. I'm surprised Trump hasn't tweeted about it yet, uh, That saying that Jeff Sessions has to appoint a special counsel. 
Right. Or he's a coward or a pinko or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cowardly pinko. Uh, you know what I found interesting also that Trey Gowdy pointed out was that special counsels don't have to have what we described yesterday, which is the ability to look into anything that arises as the result of their investigation. Presidents accused of taking bribes from China. You're investigating that. And it turns out, you know, he, he, he didn't pay a contractor who painted his house. Not only that, he cheats at poker and drives too fast. And before you know it, the, the, the inspector general, not the inspector, the special counsel is uh, got, you know, 37 investigators looking into every aspect of each of those things. And it just, it's, you know, how they got the blue dress from Clinton. It started with the Whitewater uh, ripoff. And moved on to the cows and the rest of it. And they ended up with the blue dress. But it doesn't have to be that way. Trey Gowdy was explaining, no, you can define it pretty narrowly. So, you know, uh, whichever party is in charge or whoever decides to get a, sp- a special counsel going, uh, they, they let the special counsel run wild because they want him to. Well, I've been uncomfortable ever since I found out that the, this FISA court, that's the court that decides, yeah, you can spy on people, approves 99% of the requests. What kind of a court is that? Well, the requesters will tell you that's because we only bring legitimate cases to them. Well, that is what they tell you. Well, I'm, what uh, do you have to say to that? I'm, huh? I'm, Wise guy. I'm skeptical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd think. You know, listen, I have a great respect for our federal law enforcement community, needless to say. But the idea that they never get it wrong, you know, nobody's a little lazy, a little sloppy, a little overexcited about a case or whatever. And the judge says, look, you got to bring me a little more than this. Almost never, ever, ever, ever happens. Eh, it says to me that the screen's a little loose. It's letting in the mosquitoes. Seventy-five percent would mean they they only bring them forward when they're when they're pretty damn sure. Right. Ninety-nine percent's pretty ridiculous. Right. Right. Means they might as well not exist. Right. Guy spelled the name wrong in the affidavit. Yeah, that's that's something. It'll be interesting to see where this goes and if there's leaks or any of that sort of stuff because that 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 whole angle for a lot of people is really a big deal. Did the Obama administration do some things that were either unethical or illegal or not cool politically to spy on American citizens because they didn't trust the Trump people? Yeah. Yeah. Or wanted to help Hillary, I don't know. Did that happen? I don't know. We're going to find out, I think. Well, and there are plenty of Republicans who's lo- who'd love to see Donald Trump fall. So, true, you know, true. Mitch McConnell, of, you think Mitch McConnell wouldn't be happier in hell to have Trump go down? President Mike Pence, McConnell would throw a party, a bacchanal. Everybody would be running around naked, pouring champagne over each other. He'd be so happy. Throwing a big turtle party. <laughs> hey, speaking of justice, I got called for jury duty again. Yes! In April. Bring um, your hanging rope! You know, I, I, it's, I'm always torn because I believe it's a sacred duty as a, a free citizen to serve on a jury. And if you are ever uh, on trial for your life, you'll pray that smart, reasonable people, although some people don't think I'm either, come to think of it, um, you'll, you'll pray that employable people are on your jury. So sure. I'm, I'm excited about doing it, but it's a little inconvenient. But anyway, it reminds me, speaking of respect for federal law enforcement and 99% uh, you know, success rates and the rest of it, that the jury that I was the foreman of for uh, it was uh, assault and battery and a couple of yahoos beat the hell out of each other. Um, Did you give him the death penalty? No, no. We ended up acquitting the guy. Just, oh, the case was you're so soft stupid. on crime. Yeah, a little bit. So, um, but the, the reason I bring it up is this. The prosecution effort was sloppy. It was not good. They had exhibits in court showing how easily... The defendant could have gotten 
from, you know, wherever it was, point A, where he was spotted by four witnesses, to point B, where the guy got the hell beat out of him. Right there at 223 Bell Terrace. And then at one point, a witness says, uh, I don't live at Bell Terrace. I live at Bell Boulevard. It's like five miles further that way. Prosecutor's like, we'll uh, withdraw the evidence, blah, blah, blah. And, and so a lot of the people, a lot of people on the jury just thought, prosecution has no idea what they're doing. We can't convict this guy, right. which is pretty legitimate. Yeah. Years later, and Jack knows this, years later at a banquet, I meet uh, a guy who's fairly high up in the justice uh, system, and he says, hey, listen, I've always wanted to meet you and tell you this. I was that young prosecutor. I got that case that morning. That morning, they said, hey, we need somebody to prosecute these two yahoos beating hell out of each other. And they looked around the room, and I was the new guy. I raised my hand. I said, I'll do it. That's the way the justice system works, folks. You've heard about the uh, you know the, the nightmare of the public defenders, which is absolutely just terrible. It's sad and sickening the more you learn about it. Works that way on both sides. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. We all have this... Um TV yeah. show view of the justice system that that every case you know gets the greatest attention from a from a team of people working night and day. Right, right, and we tend to forget the uh, the words of Chief Justice Rehnquist, who said this. You see, in this country, we're very proud to have a process known as the law. Sure, Dad. And under the law, a man is presumed innocent until he's proven guilty. Where's that music right, coming Dad. from? In other words, <laughs> right we don't hang anybody without a fair trial. Right. Everybody knows that. Sure, but sometimes we tend to forget. <laughs> well, I'm glad you understand. Now what? I'll see you kids later. I have to go shopping with your mother. Those oh, are some right. of the junior justices asking Chief Rehnquist to <laughs> probe questions. I gotta, code, get, right? I gotta I, go shopping arguments. with your mother. <laughs> I, gotta, right. I gotta give the same Brady Bunch speech to my kids now that he turned eight today. Gotta give him the... We don't hang a man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean to hang a man, Dad? <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> Now right. you got to go shopping with your mother. So the USAG's uh, soon a California AG and uh, every progressive state on the West Coast and everywhere else ought to pay attention because the whole sanctuary city thing is on trial. The whole system's on trial. We'll talk about that That, next. that was very dramatic. Thank you. Maybe at some point, the 25 most shocking revelations from the new Bachelor tell-all book. Oh, Lord. How they get these people to act the way they do. All right. My wife was saying, uh, like last night, what during the the like fifteen minute long breakup scene, he'd walk out of the room and and she'd say the producers offered him a thousand dollars to go back in and ask her one more time if she's okay. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I want to hear that because because I enjoyed the humiliation of these people. Do you want to talk some more? Get out of here. <laughs> but uh, he gave me a thousand dollars. Cut, cut. You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Hi, The Armstrong and Getty Show. Self-driving trucks have been cruising around Arizona since November without mishap. Without mishap. You know, that's the way to introduce this thing. 
uh, as opposed to having a, di- a giant, the Today Show at the first truck on its initial launch. So everybody's paying attention. Yeah. You just do it for months and nothing happened. Nothing bad happened. You didn't even know it. Trucks were just driving around Arizona delivering stuff. Wow. Interesting. It is interesting. Well, I saw some good road rage this morning. Pickup truck who's going fast comes up on a idiot who's going really slow and and an even more idiotic idiot who's doing about 85 decides to pass the one idiot on the right. Truck who was passing on the left seemed to resent that. So the two idiots went at each other, began racing down the highway to achieve supremacy and or, you know, take possession of the right lane. Meanwhile, I'm in the left lane yelling, yes, road rage. <laughs> I don't know why I was in exactly the right mood. <laughs> The pickup truck, the guy, I mean, he, he, he ended up uh, winning the drag race, which was really impressive, uh, and goes to show the other car was underpowered, uh, but uh, he achieved supremacy, then, of course, put on his brakes to show the other guy something, and, but uh, it's kind of rooting for a wreck, but it didn't happen. Usually, it's innocent people who are hurting those wrecks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, get, <clears throat> I don't get ragey on the road, but I, I, got, I was behind somebody entering the freeway today, you know, morning rush hour traffic when... It's clear, and people are going 80 miles an hour. One of our nation's super highways, and, yes. And all your big trucks are in the right lane, and this person got on. I know this because I was right behind them. 45 miles per hour, they entered the interstate. <laughs> and I just thought, you should not be driving. You are going to kill somebody somebody day, someday. And the, the part that always drives me crazy is you think you're an extra safe driver. Right. And you're the most dangerous person out here among anybody. You know, my natural inclination is to briefly explain why that's so stupid, but... Anybody who would do that, I think, probably doesn't listen to this show. And there's no reaching them. God, that makes me crazy. They're regularly people that are sitting up on the front of their seat with both hands on the steering wheel. They're afraid. And their eyes open. And I think, that must suck to be that afraid to drive. One of my kids, and I won't name them, was a afraid driver. Mm. Was afraid of going fast. And I worked with them um, it's like, I don't want you to know I'm gay. The old pronoun game. Yeah. Um, I worked with them. I would do, we would be merging. We'd be in the lane. I'd say, get up to freeway speed, get up to speed, put the gas pedal down faster, faster, faster. There we go. See how easy that was. Look, we're going the same speed as the car. So it's stress free. Ah. And finally he or she got it. My brother enters slowly, not that slowly. And you know why he does it? He's not afraid to drive. Mm. He doesn't want to tax the engine. Oh, boy. <laughs> as oh as boy. my dad says, my brother Joe invented conservative. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to tax the engine. Right. All right. We won't go there. We need to, import, we need to discuss important matters. The United States Justice Department suing the state of California U.S. District Court. Jeff Sessions is going to make the official announcement at 8 o'clock this morning. The Justice Department alleges that three recently enacted California laws obstruct enforcement of federal immigration law and harm public safety. We are fighting to make your job safer and help you reduce crime in America. And I believe we are going to win, according to an excerpt from his prepared remarks. California Attorney General Xavier Becerra, Democrat, said Tuesday night... He hasn't seen the suit, but state and local jurisdictions have the right to determine which policies are best for their communities, he said, not understanding the Constitution. Yeah, I, I'm not a lawyer, and you know this is not my wheelhouse at all. There are a few wheelhouses that are mine. but um, You ought to buy a wheelhouse. 
usher people out to it and say, this is really my wheelhouse. This is my real wheelhouse. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why I house my wheels. <laughs> um, keep them out of the rain. Where were we? <laughs> um, I just, I, unless I'm missing something, I just can't imagine this not going the way of the federal government gets to decide. We're both big fans of the state's conducting experiments sure. experiments in democracy and federalism and the but rest not of it. enforcing the nation's borders no no it just it, it can't work for reasons that are obvious much like entering the freeway at freeway speed uh kevin de leon who has never uttered a truthful word in his life unless it was convenient to his demagoguery he's the leader of the california senate wrote on twitter that sessions was suing his state now this is you remember the great law of debate that you cannot refute someone's argument till you can state their argument to their satisfaction. And then you can begin dismantling it. Kevin DeLeon, describing the motivation of the Attorney General. We refuse to help the Trump administration tear apart honest, hardworking immigrant families. There you go. Because that's what the purpose is, to tear apart honest Hardworking. I mean, if they find an honest, lazy immigrant family, they'll leave them alone. Or a dishonest, hardworking immigrant family, they'll just turn a blind eye. But as soon as they find one damn honest, hardworking immigrant family, they're going to tear them apart. Here are your uh, here are your laws. Do we have time for this? Yeah, we'd better. That's uh, that's what we said we were going to do. The uh, th- the three laws: Assembly Bill four fifty, which prohibits private employers from giving immigration officials access to workplaces or documents for enforcement without a court order. That's crazy. So the federal authorities come and they say we need to inspect blah blah blah, or we just want to take a look, and you don't know what the hell to do. You're a business owner. You know, you worked your way up, and you finally bought your your uh, franchise, a Burger King or whatever. I have, the, a cu- I have a cupcake shop. Congratulations. How do those stay in business? No wonder we're so fat as a people. Anyway, Assembly Bill 103 is the other one, which created a state inspection system for immigration detention facilities. And Senate Bill 54, which limits what state and local law enforcement authorities can communicate about some suspects and which people they can transfer to federal custody. Suit argues measures are preempted by federal law and thus violate the Constitution's supremacy clause. I would be absolutely shocked, shocked, I tell you, if the Supreme Court didn't rule in favor of the federal government in this case. Well, that's what I mean. I just when it finally gets there, this which, would be one where I just think I'm obviously need to study up on this or something because I must not understand something if it goes the other direction. But. You know, well, like I said, do they actually believe this in California, or or is it just virtue stigling? And you and you have you know a certain group back you for the rest of your career because you fought for them. Is that what it's all about? Mostly. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Brain drain at the White House, panic in the West Wing, and the new Forbes list of the richest people on Earth includes the first Santa billionaire. Stories coming up in minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. What's a Santa billionaire? I guess we'll find out. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. You break up before two years, you have to give the ring back on The Bachelor. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's like a three and a half carat ring. Of course, he gave out two rings because he 
Got engaged to two people, but they provide the ring. Is that why? Yeah, okay. they provide the ring. Obviously, isn't and they, that romantic? Well, and they open the yeah. box in such a way that you see the name of the jeweler inside the box. So it's an advertising thing, but it's a huge, oh. ridiculous ring. When Ari uh, finally uh, marries a dude, who will buy that ring? <laughs> Wow. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, we're following this one less than half an hour from now. Attorney General Jeff Sessions will be announcing the Justice Department's suit against Sanctuary State California over immigration laws. Sessions outlining the suit in his speech in Sacramento. Meanwhile, Wall Street is down, but trying to, sh- trying to shake off early losses following another major shakeup in the Trump administration. So- Analysts predicting a bleak day on the market following the resignation of Chief Economic Advisor Gary Cohen. The Dow was down about 300 points early on. We're going to switch now to A&G market analyst Joe Getty for the latest. Oh, Marshall, after the initial plunge downward, the, the market has continued to plunge, but this time upward. It's down 122 points. An upward plunge. Which, yes. is, which is almost half a percent. Um, oh, God, sell your babies, sell your liver, sell whatever you can sell, head for the woods, stockpile weapons. I hate, to, I hate to say this weekly because it gets a little boring, but... Oh, look at this S&P 500, which is a much more useful measure of the health of the overall market than the stupid, stupid Dow. It's down almost, almost a third of a percent. <sighs> I'd say this every week, but uh, when... Unexpected things happen. The market always drops, no matter what. It is no indication of whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. If you are a day trader or a moment-to-moment trader, like a lot of traders, pay attention to the stuff. Otherwise, don't. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Meanwhile, Gary Cohen's uh, departure sparking internal fears, we hear, of an even larger exodus and the prospect of more West Wing aides leaving raising concerns in D.C. of a coming brain drain around the president. Trump denying that outright. Believe me, everybody wants to work in the White House. They all want a piece of that Oval Office. They want a piece of the West Wing. That could be entirely true, or he might be struggling to get people. I have no idea. Cohen leaving after vigorously disagreeing with Trump over tariffs and trade policy. Which is the reason why, or completely not. Right. And I have no idea. Right. Or he could just be a a, a business, uh, you know, uh, super champion. Who said, look, 14 minutes of government service is plenty. I'm going to go back to making, I'm printing money. Yeah. Well, I how mean, many, it's certainly possible. How many chiefs of staff did Obama have? Seven, eight, five, what? It was a lot. Well, and chief and economic advisor. And I don't you know, remember anybody ever talking about it at all. No, no. <laughs> I don't remember anybody saying anything when they would switch over. I, I tell you what, the West the, Wing. I'd be willing to work in the, the White House right now. I love my job, but I'd do it. It'd be an honor to serve yep. the country at all. I'd be, I'd be I probably wouldn't be director of communications, but I could certainly run the Department of Sarcasm or something like that. <laughs> oh, nice proposal, Mitch. I would say to McConnell, all Department right. of Sarcasm, <laughs> right? All right, my friends. How often do you look down at your smartphone in a given day? In any given day, a lot. Five hundred. Well, Sickening. ever ever since I switched it over to black and white yeah. instead of color, I yeah. look at it just as much, but I don't enjoy it. So that's hmm. been the big change. Well, you got a group of students. I'm not using it less, but I enjoy it more. Is that an advantage? You got a group of students at Stanford saying you're likely looking down at your phone way too often. The students in the group, Stanford Students Against Addictive Devices, otherwise known as SAD, hmm, biased. Held, SAD held a protest at the Palo Alto, California Apple Store over the weekend, demanding the technology giant take iPhone addiction seriously. 
In their flyer, they wrote, iPhones are a gateway to addictive services. Read Facebook and company. So Apple is uniquely capable of helping us curb our dependence. Nobody who doesn't have a job should be allowed to uh, demonstrate. How does that square with the First Amendment? I like that one. I like that. (laughs) Look, look. We get that you're agitated, but until you prove that you can like earn a living and be an adult, your opinion quit doesn't yelling matter. at us what we how we ought to run the country. <laughs> God. All right, Forbes 2018 ranking of the billionaires is out. Richest people on the planet, and this list features the first Senta billionaire ever. Whatever uh, that is. All right, I'm going to run through the top ten from got 10 to first. Legs. Other <laughs> way, from first, to, from uh, tenth to first, Larry Ellison's in tenth place. He's got only fifty-eight billion dollars. <laughs> Charles, <laughs> Charles, <Wow>. you <laughs> and a fifty-eight billionaire. <laughs> yeah, last on the list. Charles and David Koch tied for eight ninth place. Actually, oh, they the really got brothers. I've heard of them. I yep. hear they're very scary. Yeah, they uh, they got sixty bill each. Carlos Slim, the fabulous Carlos Slim in telecom in Mexico, sixty-seven billion in sex place. He was, wasn't he in first at one point? Uh, well, uh, he he close. Uh, surpassed Bill Gates. Yeah. I thought yeah. briefly, briefly he was the richest yeah. man in the yep. world. Yeah. In sixth place, you've got Amancio Ortega, Spanish clothing magnate. He uh, runs Zara Clothing and Accessories, seventy billion dollars. Coming in fifth, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, seventy-one billion dollars, ruining our lives. Uh, fellow named uh, Bernard. Arholt or Arnold is worth seventy-two billion dollars. He is—he's uh, the owner of a European high-end fashion and accessories conglomerate. I'm hearing a lot of foreigners' names here. Step up your game, America. Yep. At uh, and in third place. Okay, here in third place, you got Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway, eighty-four billion dollars. In second place, slipping into second, Bill Gates, Microsoft, ninety billion dollars. Who and gives away tons and tons yeah, of money. He'd be as number fast one if he as he can. Yeah. Yeah. And in first place, you've got Mr. Jeff Bezos oh. of Amazon. $112 billion. First Senta billionaire. Is it would wealth. be 100-plus billion, yep. I guess. So. He's yeah. aiming to take over the world, it would appear. Yep. His wealth is equal to over 2 million average Americans' wealth combined. Hmm. So there you go. That's the list of your top ten. All it'd take is a couple hundred thousand of us to storm his place and take all his stuff. That's what I, all I'm saying. <laughs> so that didn't count Putin, though, so he's probably way no, up there no, above uh, that, yeah. right? Forbes themselves right. think Putin is the richest man in the world. Right. That but here. you can't document that. So nothing on paper, it seems. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty yeah. Show. The conscience of the nation. Squawk Eagle. Yeah, Putin's Don't a... Don't yell at it. It's the national bird. <laughs> That's offensive. A, Putin's the richest man in the world, and his tax rate is incredibly low. Yes. That's great. He must have good accountants. He has really good accountants. Yeah, well, he's a hard worker. That's true. You know, making all that money. Good for him. What does he want to do with that money? I don't know. What does he do for fun? Try to dominate geopolitics? Is that his fun? Kill dissidents. Kill dissidents, yeah. Right. Sex up uh, various women who have no choice and wield power. Mm -hmm. Do that rolling pimp walk that he does? Yeah. (laughs) He's got to walk, doesn't he? Strip off his shirt, ride a rhinoceros around, play a little hockey and score six goals on the greatest stars in the game. The oligarch roll. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he is rolling heavy or whatever they say in the rap world. Trust me. Yeah, I'd say. 
Um, so, uh, a kid is suing Walmart saying, uh, what do you mean you're not going to sell me a gun? I'm 20 years old. I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm an adult. And I think that one will go to the Supreme Court. More on that and other stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. I Heart Radio. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. I hung out with you, the more I felt like I was losing the possibility of maybe reconciling things with Lauren. So what? Do you want to be back with her? I want to see if there's that possibility. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at other people's pain. <laughs> he shows up to the little bungalow on the on the bachelor that they've set up for him. This, you know, they get all these really cool places. Beautiful view looking out over, I think it was Los Angeles and everything like that. And they're going to hang out there for a while before they move on to wherever they're going to. Anyway, he walks in the door and all the cameras there and she said, what's going on? (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Well, I decided I like the other chick better. I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) After I sexed you up for a while, I decided. Then you went along with it thinking we were going to get hitched. Right. Yeah. You made all your plans and told all your friends and family. I've changed my mind. Wow. You got to be effing kidding me. She says, um, so a 20-year-old Oregon man filed suit Monday claiming that Dick's Sporting Goods and Walmart are discriminating against him. Walmart and Dick's, which Sean suggested. It sounds like a hilarious Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> Not safe for work. Uh, God. I thought we were going to talk about the top 20 ways they manipulate contestants on The Bachelor. I do have that. I was in the mood for that. Go ahead. All right. Second Amendment. So they decided, you know, I got a lot of news coverage a week or so ago. Uh, Walmart and Dick's both saying, you know, we're not going to sell the, these guns to, to to anybody under 21. I thought at the time, can they do that? Right. Can you decide what age you get constitutional rights as a, as a um, place of business? Right. Well, it's interesting because how many constitutional rights involve a product? Uh-huh. I don't have to buy speech. To then swallow and spit out at my convenience. Right. I know for instance. But we do have these laws that you have to, you know, let everybody stay at your hotel, for instance. You can't decide. Right. I don't want gay people, black people, whatever, staying at my hotel. Gay black people. Don't even knock. Or white Trump supporters, for that matter. Right. You can't deny them, them staying at your hotel because that is a civil right. Yeah. Um. Could they say the age cutoff is 25? Yeah. And then we're wondering about other laws. Can a bar decide we're not serving drinks to anybody under 25? We've said the, the, the state law might be 21, but for us it's 25. Can they do that? I don't know. Too many, uh, yeah, too much yelling, too much fighting, too many bro hugs. We want adults in here. Yeah, we, we don't want any high-fiving in the system. Right. So you have to be at least 25. Right. Anybody who high-fives after a shot, by the way. I've always found that appalling. Uh, please. You did a shot, now you're high-fiving. What, what is that? It's pathetic, is it's what it is. <laughs> Celebration, bro. <laughs> you know what? It's 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 great inflation. 
It's acting as if you've done something to be celebrated by just showing yeah, up. We're getting drunk, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you not get, bro? My eight-year-old and his friends high-fived each other at the In-N-Out the other day because they set off a whoopee cushion. That seems appropriate right. for their age. Right. Well, that's an achievement. It's monumental. It was their first public prank. If you're 30, 30-year-old businessmen at the TGI Fridays after work and you high-five because you just did shots. Woo! Jaeger! Yeah! <laughs> you're better off not bonding. <laughs> Be angry and solitary like myself. <laughs> Anyway, back to uh, what is a right and what is not. Yes. So this 20-year-old Oregon man saying, you can't do that. It's a constitutional right that as an adult, I get to own a gun. You don't get to decide at what age I get to do that, which makes perfectly good sense to me. Yeah. Um, And so he's challenged it, and we'll see where that goes. Yeah, the law gets confusing because it's got to be like a, a commodity, a public uh, a pu- public accommodation, um, and, and there are protected classes and people who are not protected classes some animals are more equal than others here at the united states animal farm so if if, if they wouldn't sell him a gun because he's gay he'd have a case 20 is not a protected class 20 year olds are not a protected class i am not an expert in this but i'm i'm not sure he's got a case because he can go next door and buy his damn gun i th- hmm God, this part of the law, it shouldn't exist, honestly, a lot of it, but um, I don't know. I, I mean, don't, it's like uh, people always ask, all right, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a Nazi. Oh, that's going to end up on Clips of the Week. Can I force a cake baker to make me a swastika case? Go to some Jewish baker or gay baker or whatever. Um, We're making a cake for Sam's birthday tonight. It will not be a swastika cake. Would-be Nazis are not a protected class, so they can probably refuse to make my cake, which just, you know, equal protection under the law, except these and these and those and these mm. and those and those, right? Um, those, those kids... By the way, I have no patience for Nazis nor Nazi cakes. It was just a hypothetical. First of all, Walmart and Dick's, I don't know. I, I heard the guy from Dick's speaking, and it sounded to me like he legitimately wants to try to have an effect on school shootings. That's what he sounded like to me. Uh, I heard him interviewed the guy. Oh, yeah, I think Dick's. he's sincere. Uh, but if if he or Walmart did this because they felt there were politi- was political pressure, if they would have waited one week, they'd have been fine. Because the oh, yeah. the the air, so much has come out of the balloon on the gun thing. It seems just because of the way we are, because we stare at our smartphones, because we're schizophrenic, whatever it is, our attention span is so short. <laughs> and these kids that survived that school shooting, it's got to be quite a lesson for them. As they're, I'm guessing, as high school kids just getting into the regular news flow for the first time in their lives. Yeah. It's got to be amazing to them. You mean the whole country was talking about this school shooting that I happened, am I correct, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago today. Yeah. Two weeks ago today. That's how long it's been. And day before yesterday, the only news story was that guy yeah. we'd never heard of going on the cable news shows who might have been drunk. And then, like, you watch Good Morning America today, and it's all about The Bachelor and how Ari dumped a one girl. And if you're a kid, I was, somebody tried to shot me, shoot me two weeks ago with these guns that I don't think ought to be legal. Does anybody remember that? That was two weeks ago today. I'm sorry, The Bachelor happened, and this drunk guy went on cable news, and the Oscars were the other night, so we're kind of done with the gun thing. It's got to be shocking to those kids. Counsel for the American people, Joe Getty, would like to speak. Uh, there's also the fact that the problem is practically intractable. Oh, yeah. It's extremely difficult and complicated. That's got something to do with it. 
Oh, well, I don't know, though. The immigration issue is easy to solve, and DACA went away. I mean, nobody's talking about that. True that. It's well, easy to they solve. they are on the campaign trail like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, it would, it would, it's got to be just mind-blowing to them, though. You're telling me nobody's talking about this anymore? Two weeks ago today, yeah, all my friends got killed. Yeah, I know. And it's already old news? I know. What happened to the march? Are we all who's marching? Who's with me? No, nobody's behind me. So I understand uh, the Walmart and Dick's Instagrams. The uh, same guy who invented nutscaping. No, oh, God, that's, <laughs> that's had to go back there. I don't. <laughs> bring that's that back just up. what a guy emailed me. Oh, speaking of which, somebody sent us some great video, great video of social justice warriors being idiots at uh, I think it was Portland State. I, and I can't find it. I put it somewhere electronically, and I can't find it. If that was you who sent it, send it again. I will spend all my free time searching for it, but I really want to. I really want to air that for everybody. So, if that was you, resend it. The Bachelor and the Bachelorette—that'd be the the focus of attention on these shows. They each get the equivalent of the salary they make at their job, at least, to be on the show. Generally six figures or more. All the other contestants get zero dollars. You get nothing. Ex- Just a chance. Except for uh, love. Uh, and fame. Or fame. Or love. <laughs> <laughs> or herpes. Your chance at, at fame and herpes. Oh, boy. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.